Welcome to Minute Maid Park, where the Astros have lost Game 7 of the American League Championship Series 11-4, and now the Texas Rangers are celebrating on the field and heading to the World Series. Jason Bristol, former Major League Scout Jeremy Booth, our KHO 11 baseball analyst. Jeremy, so much to talk about in this game, but ultimately the start by Christian Javier is what really put things in motion here. But you told me, as we were sitting there watching the game, you knew right away Christian Javier did not have it. Yeah, I saw it on the first pitch. Um, first pitch. First pitch. I looked, at you, I looked at you and I said so. He said, yep. he said it's going to be a problem. Um, short striding, throws your release point off, your front side, lose your direction. All of a sudden now you're what we call arm side high, which is up in the zone and out of the zone to your release side. Um, the adjustment on that is a correct down and away. And if you can't get your feet right and your land, your landing right and your stride length right, then you're going to miss and you're going to start yanking balls out of the strike zone. That happened as well, usually with the breaking ball. Well, the only other adjustment after that is try to correct yourself right down the middle. And on pitch number four, Corey Seager showed you what happened when, that, when you, do that, you do exactly that. So, you know, it's a situation where that started off, it was clear from the beginning he didn't have his, his sink. He was in sync to have his feel for his delivery. The execution wasn't going to be there. You know, you saw that play out in the first inning. Ultimately, when you look at this game and really this series, we crunch the numbers here. And what you're looking at is runners in scoring position. Games one, well, let's do games two, six, and now seven. 0 for six, one for eight, two for 14. That's three for 28 in yeah. three games here at Minute Maid Park. And game for one was what, 0 for two? For uh, one for three. One in for game three. One. So, uh, well, I thought one for three was a two zero win with with uh, against Verlander, right? Game one. Yeah. Yeah, it was a two zero win. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, look, you cannot win that way. We talked about the situation just in game six coming up with uh, Dubon, and the same situation with Chas McCormick in game two. Identical situation, same time in the game, same closer, same spot in the lineup, bases loaded. You got to situationally hit, and it seemed like while there was some of that. In Arlington, certainly, throughout this series, the bats were given away on top of the bats by chasing, swinging and missing, uh, pressing. I don't know what the, what the pitch-by-pitch diagnosis would be with these guys that were struggling, but it was pretty consistent. That's a baffling number to try to overcome if you're going to leave that much traffic on the bases. Of course, we're taking your questions and comments here. Uh, I'm looking on Facebook, so if you're watching on, say, YouTube or our KHO11 uh, site, uh, we're going to... Um, we're looking at them from Facebook. Tracy says Dusty made no adjustments. He left Brantley and Tucker in the game. That was mind-boggling. He left in Javier way too long. Um, here's the thing. Kyle Tucker is a essentially a 30-30 guy. I know he's struggling, but you can't remove him from the game. Michael Brantley had incredible numbers career against Max Scherzer. I think he was hitting 375 in his time against Max Scherzer. And, you know, this is baseball. And, unfortunately, a lot of things went wrong at the wrong time for the Astros. That's fair. And Christian Javier, I think if you had to poll everyone in this stadium before the game and said, listen, what do you think about Christian Javier starting a game seven? How do you feel? I'm guessing 99.4% of the people would say, you know what? He's one guy that I do trust on this staff to start a game seven based on his based on his history, not just yeah. in the postseason, but yeah. also his numbers here. Jeremy, he had a 2.87 ERA career 
at Minute Maid. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm good with Christian Javier starting tonight. You know, it was, it was something we talked about before the game. I liked him against Scherzer in any situation you would take at this point in time. Here's, here's where you're going to run into some problems. Throughout the year, look, this team had some injuries. No question about it, first part of the year. You had some guys have some historically bad seasons for themselves, and Jose Abreu, even though yep. he was very good in September and certainly in the postseason. You have a pitching staff that, in my mind, as well as some versatility, let's call it middle infield, um, that became an issue. And when I say that, you asked Hunter Brown to throw way too many innings for what he should have thrown. Yep. You put Lance McCullers back in the rotation, and as much as Lance McCullers is a part of the fabric in Houston and the Astros, and Astros baseball, he hasn't been a starter since he got here. Just because you can start doesn't make you a starter. He's thrown 160 innings one time, right? The rest of the, thing, the rest of the time is 120 or less, and that puts you firmly in the bullpen, especially if you're missing seasons, getting hurt. Now, next year he's going to come back, and maybe they'll address it that way. You've got Hunter Brown who had some t- some buildup. No, that's a step forward. You've got Abreu who's arriving into his own. Who and you is, mentioned you didn't even mention J.P. France, who's really yeah. a Sugarland space cowboy, and he's thrust in to a rotation. As Garcia gets hurt. And throws more innings than he's ever thrown in his professional career. That's right. So they didn't address the roles correctly. Did they have the personnel? Yeah. Do you, is it the same year? Was 2023 the same year as 2022? No, we talked about this in February and, and in January. But when they go into to what got them this season, they still, after all that, in my mind, one through nine, or I don't care what the score says, are a better team than the Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers were much better. They were improved. And the Astros just flat out didn't execute. When you go three for 32, what was it, three for 28? Something when you go up, when, you, when you have a football score, the other direction of leaving runners in scoring position, you've, you've left the, you know, the city of Fulcher on the base paths. That's a problem. And who do we have out on the mound there? Yep. That would be Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer out on the mound celebrating. Unfortunately, now, this is very reminiscent of 2019. It's almost exactly. And, Jeremy, I think it comes down to this before we get to some more comments. If you can't win a game at home in a series, you probably don't deserve to win the series. Yeah, and the same can be said for the Rangers, though, right? Because they lost all three there. True. I mean, this is one of those things where we'll go back to that 2-2 and 3. Two of yours, two are mine, and three are up for grabs. The Rangers certainly won their two. Astros won their two, and then the Astros gave two away. When you leave that many, what was it, one for 14 tonight? Uh, Two for 14. You don't deserve to win. It's just that simple. No matter what Christian Javier does, you don't deserve to win. If the Astros convert... Game six or game two or tonight, they're not even here. So it's a situation where you leave that many guys on base and you don't hit, and you swing and miss, you look at pitches um, from a reliever like LeClerc who's all over the place. He's in the zone and then he's really not. And you help him get back on track, you're, you're asking to lose the game. Um, this isn't to pile on, but any one player down the line, when you have that type of numbers, this isn't any one player's type of deal. This is a consistent, guys got hurt because they're in the wrong role. Other guys filled the gaps. They got to a point in time when they still could have answered the World Series. And when it came time to do this in seven-game ALCS, they didn't execute, and the Rangers did. And that's how you walk out of here with, uh, with going home while your team advances. And, of course, uh, once again, I'm checking your comments here, not ignoring you, not being I'm rude. all good. I'm, yes, I'm good. I know. Um, Cougar Tino said, I said it last night, I don't care if the Easter Bunny were on the mound. We needed to hit but didn't. Not wrong. Not wrong. Okay, I, don't know if you can, I don't know if you can say it better than that. Yeah. It's pretty good. Sip said something is going on in the clubhouse. Lots of unmotivated players on the team. We addressed this once before. If anything, especially, I think we addressed it after game two. Yeah. 
not unmotiv unmotivated, in fact, maybe pressing too much, trying yeah, th too hard. This is an incredibly, incredibly difficult game to play. Like, it's, it's the hardest thing to do, bar none, on the planet. I, I, I don't know what else to tell you when it comes... And, and you to, should know. You and, did it. And to do this, you have to be a literal genetic anomaly with the amount of human beings that have walked the face of the earth and those that have, have played a professional sport uh, under contract, certainly professional baseball. It's... It's a fan, and even as somebody now who evaluates, you can always break this stuff down in different phases. I'm doing it. That's what I, it's part of my, my programming as a as a as an evaluator and as as an exec and everything I've done since then. But I can tell you that when it comes down to playing this game, it's incredibly difficult. And when you lose 11 to three, and you leave that many guys 11 on the four. 11 to four, and that many guys on the base paths. That's a team thing. That's not unmotivated. There's something going on there where every time you're coming back, they're coming right back at you. This game, this series really was, in my mind, lost last night. As optimistic as we could have been today, this was lost last night because you had a chance to put to to put this game ahead, put the series ahead, and put the Rangers out of their misery, so to speak. And you didn't. You gave up after you made it personal. You left guys on base. You come in tonight, and it's even worse than it was yesterday. I think now we have to address Dusty Baker. Um, mm -hmm. Lots of comments about obviously this is Dusty's fault, but more so. Uh, this that moving forward, what is Dusty's? Is Dusty coming back? Well, I, I have to address the Dusty's fault. If you don't, yeah, go no, ahead. It's not Dusty's fault. Are there things that Dusty did that anybody would question? Absolutely. Is Yainer Diaz and Martín Maldonado going to be something the city will talk about for a long time? Yeah, and rightfully so. Um, when it comes to Jeremy Payne's regression, that's Jeremy. That's year two, and we talked about this from the beginning. That no matter what he did last year, you're going to find out this year, and you're really going to find out in year three. You're starting to get a picture of what Jeremy Payne really is. He's a light-hitting shortstop with some power who will make some consistent contact from time to time, but he will execute defensively. That's what Jeremy Payne is. And when you look around the rest of the, the of the uh, of the club, you got to put pitching in the right roles, and you got to be able to get. Uh, watch some guys grow up, some other guys have to phase out, and you need to have some depth in the middle infield, which they did not have. They didn't have that all year. So they lost Levin's Diaz. They had no more depth. They brought in Dubon, who could do that, but he turned into your best center fielder. Yeah, he did. You know, so you, don't, you have to be able to address those things other ways. Um, that didn't happen. This club next year is going to look a lot different. Whether mm, Dusty's – A lot different? Yeah, a lot different. because because some, Because some guys that weren't playing – Every day this year, we'll play. And some guys, Ooh, other than Yiner, well, you don't know what's going to happen in the outfield. We don't know where Dubon's going to ultimately end up. Does okay. he rotate around? Who plays center? Jake Myers was a big piece of this this team at one point. One point. And we don't know where that's going to be Two next years year. Ago. So, well, even this year, he played a lot. So when you look through how this is going to roll out, what happens with Chaz McCormick? He's going to a chance to play every day. Where? What happens with Michael Brantley? Even when he came back, don't know. You got some questions on the pitching staff as far as what roles to put in. Where does Abreu fit? We don't know. He's he's evolved. Jose Abreu or no, Brian no, Abreu? Uh, Brian Abreu. Okay. He's evolved into something that's really valuable for this yeah. bullpen. Where does Neris fit? Statistically on paper, some people might prefer Neris. I prefer Abreu. When you look at, at Ryan Presley continually to be effective, you don't know what the starting staff's going to do. There's some holes in that rotation that they're going to have to plug in, whether Hunter Brown takes a step forward, what, what's Verlander like a year later. So there's some questions to answer here when it comes to what this club looks like. And even if it's a lot of the same personnel, it's going to be different balance. It'll be a different rhythm to what they do than they, what they had this year coming in. And with that said, while Dusty had um, his, his preferences, let's say, for people mm -hmm. to play in certain situations, I don't know that Dusty's back, and I don't, but I will tell you this, if Dusty isn't back, I believe it's his choice. That's my opinion. I said that months ago, said it privately months ago, um, listening to him in, in, the, in the... We just heard him in the post-game news conference here at Minute Maid. He said he told the guys, I love them. He said, you have to savor 
what we did, think of how we can get better, and then I'll evaluate my situation in my life. However, after that, he then talked about, I think this is what he really stuck out to me, was he said, he said a few things. He cheated his family for his quest for another ring. There were three or and four things And then went on said. to yeah. basically say his daughter, his grandchildren. His dogs. His dogs. He says he's got two hunting dogs who, if he walked into the into the house, they wouldn't even recognize him because he hasn't been home since February. Those are the kinds of things, and then I'm, he, I don't want to speculate. Well, then he asked a pretty cool question. Well, hold on. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't think you can speculate, but I also think that those are kinds of things that someone says who really isn't sure. You know, I mean, last year was like, if I won one, I'm coming back for another. If I won one, why wouldn't I want to win two? Now I'm getting. I, I, that was just my observation that this sounds like a guy who seriously will consider whether this is his last year. And also, let's not even, he even bring up this point, his son, let's, rem, let's not Darren. forget his son, yeah. Darren Baker, is this close to making the major leagues, okay? Darren Baker was in AAA this year, and there's a good chance he could make his major league debut in 2024 for the Washington Nationals. Um, Dusty asked the question, and I'm, I'll speak with a little bit of experience here. Um, since I guess that's what I'm supposed to be doing. The first so place. Dusty said, I've been on the, what did he say? So has anyone, home has since, anyone been at home? Has anyone not been at home as long as I have? He said, I've been gone since February 10. Has yeah. anybody not and been home that long? This guy raises his hand. Dusty knew the answer. It's not like we and I don't have any kind of yeah. familiarity with each other. You know, and he said, I said, yeah, man, 225 days a year. Because he, he knows. That's how that works. And he goes, well, I don't want your job. And so when you're saying that, yeah. you know, regardless of the things that I do now, which are not 225, but when I was scouting, we're definitely 225, um, you know, and playing, it, it becomes a different, there's a time in your life when your brain goes, you know what, I don't know, is it worth it on the other side of the things that you're missing? Um, you know, and Dusty's got other, he's got other interests. He's got, and look, I know this is a long way of saying it, but bottom line, he's got to evaluate in his life, at his point in time, what he's done on the field as a player, what he's done as a manager, what he's done to mentor the next group, how he's does he, is he gone from the organization? Probably not. I don't see that happening. Does he stay on as a special advisor to Jim Crane? Maybe. Is there some kind of way he's involved in the game? Probably. Um, but it sounded to me like somebody who wanted to go home and turn the page with his family and be around the interest in his life back in Northern California. That's an excellent way of putting it. Yeah. That's an excellent way of putting it. Tons of questions here about the game. Why not walk Adolis Garcia? Dusty was asked that very same question in the post-game news conference, and he said, well, you know, why didn't they walk Yordan? Which, yeah, they actually did. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. Um, I don't think it matters. I, I, mean, think, I think perhaps sometimes, I know he's super hot, but Adolis Garcia is also can be a free swinger. So... You know, maybe that had something to do with it. Here's I, some. I'm sorry. Go I'm ahead. Sorry, I don't know that it matters in a situation like this. You know, no matter, how, no matter what we point to. You couldn't. You didn't yeah. hit. You didn't no, hit with runners got, and scoring. Got, okay, give me that number again. It, what is it? Two for twenty-eight. I don't know. Three we were, for twenty-eight. We, you were four for seventy-one with runners in scoring position. Like it doesn't matter. What three that, for twenty-eight. Thank you. Three for twenty-eight. It's that's not going to work out. So you can walk Adolis Garcia. So you can walk. Uh, or Garcia, you can, or, uh, you can Jim walk. Jim Sunberg? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, Nolan Ryan could get a bat. It doesn't matter what happens. It's not going to work out. So when you that when you have that type of, of lineup, you know, Juan Gonzalez is going to be playing today. It doesn't matter. 
Uh, Nathan Navaldi and Jordan Montgomery are walking behind us. They uh, are getting ready to go on to uh, the FS1 set. Um, here's another one, and this is a good one, actually. This is something that you and I discussed. More so one half of the question, uh, why did he not stick with Maton and Hunter Brown? I get I get Phil Maton. I think he's the type of guy you bring in when there's some traffic on the bases. But you said to me, I'll ride Hunter Brown as long as I can. I was going to ask it in the news conference. Unfortunately, then it got a little more reflective about Dusty and the team and things like that. So I didn't really feel it was appropriate at that time to kind of go back to rehash why they didn't leave Hunter Brown in. But, you know, Hunter Brown, listen, he gave up one run. Yes, it was a home run. But overall, he pitched pretty well. And when you look at his numbers, he was 41 pitches in two innings. That's not great. But he at least held these guys in check a little bit, more so than what we had seen. And then they go to J.P. France. And J.P. France, that's when... Gave it up. That's basically when up. everything goes, goes awry. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm riding Hunter Brown a little further. There's no question about that. I'm not nothing against J.P. France, but I got Hunter Brown that's got the ball, who's fresh. He's going to go as far as he can because there is no tomorrow. Um, you know, again, that's one of those things you look back at and you'll see when the game broke open with uh, J.P. France, as was noted by Jason here a second ago. But, you know, at the end of the day, that was a decision that was made. And even if they um, – say, I'll say this again. I'll say this all off season When we talk about what to address, I'll say this next year. You cannot leave that many guys on base and expect to win. You can't do it. And if they hit it all and get in those situations in two, six, or tonight, then it's, the, the outcome's different. That's just a lot of traffic. And now um, a lot of questions about Justin Verlander. Why did do or die? Why not? Why not start him? Dusty was very adamant. He is here to protect his players. Um, Justin Verlander is coming off arm injury. Um, he was he missed part of the season. I'm not throwing Verlander now. He's the one Thank guy who doesn't get the ball. Yeah. And and the reason why is because he pitched game five after throwing game seven innings in game one. If we think about Justin Verlander's postseason history and his injury. Uh, history that we've talked about and his age throwing him tonight's a bad decision for Justin Verlander and so if you're looking towards what next year is going to bring or even even uh the game one if there happens to get there maybe he gets an inning at the back like, what was that Garrett Cole in 2019 when we had to for the Nationals potentially warming he up never, yeah he never came in the game she could possibly see something like that yeah but the, he, I, I would argue that I would argue that would have been a good move four years ago not agreed. just not just not Verlander at 39 not, 40 agreed. years old not today so you could have seen that potentially but you weren't going to see that because it doesn't Astros, make sense for him to exactly, do any of that and, stuff and Dusty even said it was it never even really entered the conversation no and, I don't and, know and, if it would have mattered no, anyways and it, it wouldn't matter it shouldn't by the time you would have gone to Verlander it was was out of reach because they weren't producing the Astros weren't driving in runs so you know if you're not driving in runs you can't and that let me just talk we'll talk about that with as a uh, for the offseason for Astros fans and Twitter to think about you need RBI guys in this day and age we've gotten away from guys that drive in runs because we believe or the stat of RBIs because we have have found a way to believe in baseball that you can't quantify that that it's it's a it's a where are you hitting the lineup situation it's a traffic situation it is not it is a skill Driving in runs is absolutely a skill. It is a mental mindset. It is an approach. It is adjustable in your swing. It's an athleticism. It's a pitch recognition. It's a discipline. None of those things can really be quantified at, in, in, unless in, in one whole part. Pieces of them can. You certainly can't quantify the, the nerves of steel and the slow heartbeat it takes to, to hit in those situations. So what I would say, what I'm, if I'm looking at this club, I'm finding more guys that can make better contact situations like that And as I try to plug them in. Dana Brown... 
he'll have a he has a big task ahead of him to help balance his club out a little bit. But the pieces that they're looking at, that's part of it. So it doesn't matter when Verlander pitches. It doesn't matter if uh, Mike Scott came out of retirement. Like it doesn't matter. What matters is they didn't hit in those situations, and, and they, did, they did it for four nights in a row or three nights of, of the last four here. I think if Kyle Tucker produces in this series, it's a different story potentially. At least it, it would got, have been closer. I mean, two, Kyle Tucker had I don't say historic bad no, season offensively, but for a guy that was essentially basically a 30-30 guy, um, yeah, it was a lot of, I mean, there was a, uh, the, the key double in game five, which Chase, uh, which Chase, uh, that brought in LeClerc, Leclerc, yeah. that was huge, Chase yeah. Chapman, yeah. Um, but really, it was a quiet, quiet series for him, and, and the postseason as a whole was not great. Yeah, and I, I, I will never get all offseason, I'll have two at-bats in my head that I won't, and none of them are Tucker's. Because Tucker, to me, wasn't in situations that stood out as run production situations or move the lineup situations, hitting with two outs with a guy that swings and misses like him and can arrive on time at the same time. Yeah, you want to see guys that hit maybe in the sixth hole that can do that stuff because they'll catch some damage and clear the bases a little bit or they'll swing and miss. Um, but when I'm thinking about the at-bats that go forward, I'm thinking about Dubon yep. last night. I'm that was about game Chaz, six, eighth inning and bases I'm thinking about loaded. Chaz McCormick in game two. Chaz McCormick. I, yep. I can't get away from it. And I, and I might go back. The approach. Explain yeah, why, though. Well, because because LeClerc was on the mound, but one more at-bat. I might go back to Maldonado with the bases loaded in the fourth inning in game one. Well, you weren't crazy about this one. Uh, third inning yeah, here. I'll, I'll get there. But okay. as far as at-bats that stick out that turned it, okay. you had Maldonado in game one in the fourth inning and Diaz in game two in the fifth inning, in the fifth inning as well bases loaded both times that's four times the bases are loaded you got nothing tonight you had uh, Alvarez at third base and you've got a Brayu at the plate and he hits a ground ball to the one spot you can't hit it to and that's, Josh, that's Josh Young and he picks it up and the guy can't advance but again 11 to 11 to 4 at the time that happens they're down by two run scores and momentum keeps moving so when you talk about why these Astros did not make it out of the LCS I just gave you six at bats where you left 14, 14 runners on base out of the 28. That's a lot, and four of those were bases loaded bats. Melanie did not like my comment. She said that was a dumb comment when the Rangers didn't win at home. When I said that if you don't win a game at home and you have home field advantage, you don't deserve a win to, to win the series. Well, I don't know. I don't know that it's a dumb. It's a dumb comment because the Rangers didn't deserve to win either. Well, that was her point. She said, "Well, the Rangers didn't win at home, so why? Why is it? Because well, the, I think you have home field advantage. Like that's." I'll, I'll qualify that because the Rangers didn't deserve to win either. The Astros didn't hit with runners in scoring position. The Rangers did a better job with one guy hitting the ball at the ballpark. That's what happened. You have, what, five home runs and 15 RBIs? And the other team doesn't hit? So it's, it's, he's right. They don't deserve to win. The Rangers didn't deserve to win either. They just did a better job of executing in those situations with guys on base. They just look so flat tonight. No enthusiasm like they weren't even trying to win. Again, you... We're going to – it's – in reality, it's probably the opposite. I think they were flat because they saw those guys you – know, again, if I can see it from center field on pitch one, I promise you they can see it in the dugout. And Dusty referenced that. They knew right away in the first hit or something was off with Javier. You can see that immediately. And when you come out pumped up, ready to go, focused, trying to compete, and the first – and the pitching gets off of the walk and a base hit, whatever they had, right, where it was – he comes out down 3 nothing. Oh, it was a walk and a home run. It was 2 nothing like that. You know, and then you, you have that, you're going to be deflated. And they was playing catch-up from the entire time. They never, they never made it up. Maria says, Jason Bristol, you should be the Houston Astros manager for next year. Yeah, all right. If I did, I know where I'm going for a bench coach. I'm not doing it. <laughs> what, I can't afford you? No, Probably you, can, not. No, you cannot. I can't. Yeah, yeah. No, can't. <laughs> Sorry. God, I, look at all this. 
Anyways, um, let's see. Missed that, to be fair, dude. That's, that's going to be talking about the other. Joe Espada for coach next year. I mean, he'll be under consideration if Dusty leaves. If Dusty would have won tonight, he would not have said any of those things. Come on, man. Um, no, of no. course not. Of course not. Of course he wouldn't. But I think Dusty's mind with what he said the reasons were had a lot to do with that. You don't get swayed on one night. You know, Dusty didn't win it in 21 either, and he came back in 22. So Again, another um, comment about, it, uh, you know, some there's reports that this is probably Dusty's last year. He Probably. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, I think, yeah. It's been the feeling the whole time before exactly. the year started, um, and he didn't do anything to dissuade that tonight. But, but, I, but you know, it's, it, you can always be emo- <laughs> you can you can always be emotional. We got a little guy here playing. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. Like, I know it's it's a kids' game, right? Like, it essentially, is. it becomes a kids' game, and it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter which side you root for. It is a kids' game. So, <laughs> no apologies necessary. None. None. Um, Need better relief pitchers. Stanek, Montero need to go. Well, um, Stanek? Stanek probably, I would guess, is gone. I, you know, the way he got the ball here uh, this year, the, the way he kind of fell out of favor towards the postseason last year, I bet Ryan Stanek is, is somewhere else. Montero, um, you got him for a lot of money for a couple him. more years. He, he ain't him. going anywhere. So, But Stanek probably goes. The thing with Montero, and maybe we're getting in the weeds here, is, I mean, he was pretty good at the end of the year. Um, it just seems like things snowball really quickly with that guy. Well, that's because relievers are volatile, Jason. That's right. Um, let's see. My question is, why couldn't the Astros win at home this season like they did last season? Again, that's the question that every single guy in that clubhouse has been asking themselves and Dusty Baker in the manager's office. No one knows. No I, one knows. But I, I, think, I think throughout the year there were a lot of distractions that happened here at Minute Maid Park when these guys came to go to work. Um, I didn't have the same distractions on the road. I think sometimes you get that, get into your head. It becomes a comfort zone because of pressure. You know, this game is so mental in what happens, and sometimes it's just a conditioning. It'll change next year. It won't be the same as it was this year, just like this year wasn't the same as it was last year. But um, I stood right over there was this, um, by the on the dugout rail, mm-hmm. and I watched this happen several times this year where this entire dirt area, this entire warning track where we're standing right here was packed with people, stanchioned off and packed with Fans, people. Yep. And guys would come out of the dugout, and they're trying to go to work. People, hey, come here. And, talk. and it's like they're spending 10, 15 minutes talking to these guys, and they can't prepare to hit. And, and while they'll never say that, I think that wore on them a little bit. And I, I think when you saw that kind of clear out, they played better, but I think they just got into their head, and they were more comfortable on the road by the time it, it came around to having to play four games out of seven here. All righty. Um, quickly, how do you think these Rangers will fare in the World Series, Depend- no matter which team they're facing? I'll be in the mountains. I, I'm sorry, what? Um, I think um, – I think they're playing with no fear and they're playing aggressive. If I watch the other side, if the Phillies win, it's been interesting to see what happens there because they kind of played the same way. Yeah. And then they've let things get away from them. The Diamondbacks are also playing fearless. So whatever happens in the next World Series or in this coming World Series in a few days, it's going to be very aggressive. It's going to be very quick. It's going to be fast-paced. I think the Rangers got just as good a chance to win it. I'm actually going to pick them right now over the National League winner because of the really? momentum. Yeah, because okay. of the momentum and the way they're swinging the bats in clutch situations. If they get anything like they got um, out of Scherzer in the, next, in the next round, they got three legitimate starters to go up against two 
in okay. Philly and, and two in, in Arizona, and so we'll see what happens with that. All right, quickly, Maria says, could have all been solved if Jeremy wore his hoodie. Tell him. Get him there. Get them there. I told you. I told you, the hoodie and the jeans. I like that. Thank you. All righty. The suit looks good, though. No? Okay. Jason, you happy with the suit? Serge? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. All right. Well, we thank all of you for watching us throughout the postseason. It is one of the most favorite things that we get to do is to interact with you guys and take your questions and the back and forth. And um, there's not a better teammate to have than Jeremy Booth because I'll put his knowledge of baseball in this game and its inner workings up against anybody. So, you don't want it to upset some people? Well, that's what we do. But yeah. you know what? We Can't keep afford it real. Me now, though. Huh? Can't afford me now, though. Yeah, I can't. All right, everybody. That's going to wrap it up for this we, post game. What? Should we do this like these Facebook lives? All can we get a, a poll at Facebook lives all off season when we do this? What do you think? Well, ask Sergio. You got, I don't Serge? know if we can afford him. All right. If you guys like this stuff, let us know. We have a lot of fun with it. So, if you guys like the Facebook lives, let us know. We go into the off season. Some of these recaps. Maybe we'll figure out a way to do that. All right, everybody. That is the scene here from Minute Maid as the Texas Rangers advance to the World Series, winning the American League Championship Series. Four games to three. The Game 7 final once again is 11-4 to four for photojournalist Sergio Soto. KHO 11 baseball analyst Jeremy Booth. I'm Jason Bristol signing off for Minute Maid, where once again your final, final score is Texas 11, Houston 4. The Rangers are heading to the World Series, and the Astros are heading to the offseason with a number of questions.